everyone, to another episode of the Dulk Soul Cast. Oh, yeah. A unique Nintendo podcast with your hosts, Greg. And Rick. Welcome back to another one from the hip today, as we decided we're going to do things a little uh, more chillax. Yeah, you know those, uh, when you play Mario and you got those uh, question blocks are just rotating constantly and you yep. got a time when you hit, yep. we're going to just... Randomly hit some stuff and yep, we'll see what happens. Some random mystery blocks. We'll just see what we come up with. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, like for all those that have been listening to this um, consistently, thank you guys for tuning in. I figure um, it's maybe time to kind of just wind down a little bit. We got a, we had a lot of news dropped and a lot of stuff going on. And as the Mario movie and Nintendo World and um, Zelda news has sort of dropped and kind of mellowed out until we re- get closer to that launch of Zelda. Maybe it's time for you guys to just kind of know a little bit more about us and just kind of know how we how we banter. Because <laughs> I know this guy sets me off sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they know too. Oh no! A couple no. episodes prior. Nah, they don't, they don't know just yet. They saw a little tease of it with the uh, Mario movie review, but uh, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Though, I mean, for real though, like, I mean, I. The reason this cast started was just because of how I think unique our perspectives are. The talks that we get into can be so, they can be polarizing sometimes, but I mean, they can be really interesting, right? When you take in the perception and maybe the knowledge that I have, as well as, you know, your own. And that, and I take that in and I go, oh, well, that, now I kind of changed things up a little bit. So... I mean, that's kind of really the heart of why, you know, the Duxel cast is where it's at. So um, you guys yeah. get to see a little bit more of that today, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, me being able to change your opinion is fantastic. Hey, man. <laughs> what do we literally talk about? We preach all the time. Like, hey, uh, you don't uh, have to change. You don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, I know, but, my, but me changing your opinion is big time, bro. Hey, I, I mean, I've people that know you. The fact that I can say that I've done that on more than one five occasion, hey, like easy there, you know that you took it too much. Credit. You know that's uh, that's an achievement, and so people who really know you, they're like sitting there going, "Damn, Rick, how you do it? I got all the secrets, you know, for nineteen ninety five. I can give you all." <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, I squeaked. I, I I cracked my voice there for a second. That's a good one. Uh, no. You weren't expecting that. I think, I think. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean you just have good insight, and I think, and we'll definitely dive into a little bit more with like things like our our relationship with yeah. how we've known, gone to know each other, and how we work together and stuff. Um, I think really what really helped me out is that you challenge me constantly to yeah. think a bit more outside of the of the question mark block <laughs> you know the yeah. question block you know well you you really get me to think and go okay bro the coin's in there but what if the coin was over there and then the coin <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean really. i never put it that way but all no, right no no really. i got you it, i mean i'd rather say you hit the oh no that's the power here, i have oh, it gosh. i have it right here so you can actually <laughs> okay see thank you that, that, that would be that'd be great yes. you don't press them you press them there yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying the coin. It's more, it's more like you hit the mushroom and you're trying to chase it in Mario before the it goes past the screen and then you can't get it anymore. You know the yeah, little mushroom. Right. Right. So yeah. it's like, why am I going left when I can't go left at a certain um, point? But I can keep going right. Yeah. In this case, I can keep. Okay, I gotta be careful with my verbiage here. <laughs> I think. I think it's really just. I think, and not only did I do this for you, but I've done it for my wife, and I've done it to a lot of people that I've gotten to um, know well. Right. Um, even some of my. Uh, what we call them partners, you know, people that we work, co-workers, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. It's it's trying to give you a different state of mind. And we've kind of touched on tidbits throughout our episodes. Yeah, yeah. And it's really just, I think what was big when you and I started um, interacting with each other more when, you know, I hired you on that GameStop and everything. Mm-hmm. And when I challenge you with these things is that, it's try to make you more open-minded. And yes. I think that's the, the key thing. Like we could have our own ideas and our own beliefs and all that, but it's being able to sit there and hear someone else's right. and say, okay, that's cool. Like at the end of the day, that's what you think. That's what you believe. That's what makes you happy. Fantastic. Because um, someone and, else feel happy elsewhere, yeah, way, in, and, elsewhere in some other area. Exactly. And with gaming, especially when you deal with, cause you know, we worked at GameStop. So 
um, you know, dealing with fanboys, as I <laughs> and call girls. them. And girls. And girl, well, girls are a little bit different. They're more like e-girls. They're doing, they, just, got, just, they got a whole different approach. Just fans. To a lot of over this. polarizing fans, okay? Like very passionate fans, right? Uh, I don't even know if I would even say that, man. Oh, like that, on. And that's why I use the term fanboy. I, I, I do use it in a negative connotation. I'm being straight up. Uh, <laughs> because, no, it irritates me. I mean, dude, we've seen it numerous times. I mean, oh, let's be stories. real. When, I, when you first, when I first met you, you were a, you were a Nintendo fanboy, hands oh, yeah. down. Oh, Everything sure. else was garbage. You know, Sony has Sony probably garbage the me. worst. Uh, Microsoft's not garbage. I, I didn't think they were garbage. I no. was just very vocal on Nintendo. Like, I mean, I praised everything about it. I still do, but I'm now. I mean, you know, <laughs> I still do. But like, I was, I was just very vocal on it. I think it was. I think at the time, it was nice for me to finally have some type of outlet a platform yeah. for me to be able to talk about the things i love now of course gamestop is not my all end all career and goal and please for the love of god i don't encourage any of you to make that your goal please um, gamestop but, was a good stepping stone if right. you were in the field of video games because right. it's the retail side of things right and depending on if you were employed there unfortunately now i think it's trash but if you were employed there from 2000 to we'll just say 2020 before the pandemic Mm -hmm. um like there was so many different eras and so many different eras gave you a lot of perspective and different generation of gaming right and i think too like i'm not saying that gamestop was like a horrible thing because obviously look where we are now i wouldn't have met you i wouldn't have forged this and everything but um there are people that I know within the industry that have had GameStop as their first stepping stone into yeah. the industry before, or even as a side gig alongside finishing up school or doing something else because it kept them in it kept them in relevance. But what I'm saying is, for me at the time, there was a lot of like uncertainty for me about like in terms of my creative juices, my outlet, like my where do I dump all of this, you know bottomless pit of a brain full of use <laughs> of knowledge, right, and like passion and like excitement yeah right and gamestop did that for me so when you give me a job that allows me to talk heaven and earth about nintendo yeah i'm gonna go crazy i'm gonna go you know know, i'm gonna go ape i'm gonna go bananas i'm gonna go donkey kong you know on everybody with uh some nintendo stuff so i mean that's just yes i was still very much i mean (laughs) He's looking at me right now. Like, oh, I'm not. I'm not even looking at you. No, no, no I'm just smiling. Yeah, yeah, you're smirking. I know what you mean. I smile. Yes. Okay. I was a fanboy. Yeah. There you go. See, see. see there's less than one. I didn't even do anything, and the man stepped back. It's it's he, he ba- back on that. I need to do some serious behavioral analysis with you and figure <laughs> out what am what what behaviors am I falling for. I need to take a deep cut, like look at. I'm a how, ninja, bro. Don't even worry about that. You're no Nintendo Ninja. Hey, bro, you, you 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 were telling me. I'm not saying did you hear. I'm not going to be fake like that. You told me about these uh, Zelda modders or the Zelda modder guy. That that. Uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So that's in the that's in the news. That that's in the news. We could talk a little bit about that. Let yeah. me see if I can bring some stuff up real quick. Mm-hmm. No, this dude. I don't know the full story because I didn't really care. But apparently, he's a modder and. I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, I didn't know if it was like Breath of the Wild specifically because I know there's a lot of mods for that game, um, and then um, other games too. But I mean, I know Breath of the Wild has had a pretty big modding community. His name is Gary Bowser. Oh wait a minute, that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, it, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. The, everybody was making the joke because it's like, oh, it's Bowser, just like Doug Bowser. Are they related? No. Switch modding. So he was yeah, part switch of. Mod- yeah. So you know yes. who it is now? Okay. I don't yes, know much yes. about him. No, yeah. Yes, I know about this guy now. Yeah. So he got released, but the thing is, is from my understanding, um, he asked to, he owes Nintendo like millions of dollars now because they settled and basically he doesn't have that. He's only paid um, $175. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say he's owned, he had previously agreed to pay Nintendo $10 million in a separate civil suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and pled guilty. He personally made an estimated three hundred and twenty thousand dollars over seven years for doing mods for that. And Sheesh. so now, since um, he's out, he basically has to pay twenty five to thirty percent of his gross monthly income 
Um, and he will have up to six months before he starts making payments. So basically for the rest of this man's life, because I highly doubt that he can make $10 million in, in, I mean, most people can't do it in a lifetime unless he has some really good investments, but basically Nintendo would be garnishing. Like, isn't that a thing? Like normally you get garnished because you owe money to like a creditor or a job or something. In this case, Nintendo (laughs) is like his. Yeah, like garnishing. Man. Like, so and 20- you know what's so funny is that he's still likely gonna buy product from Nintendo because who wouldn't? Well, it's funny because <laughs> someone had made the joke like, as you know, they say, um, "Oh my God!" So twenty to thirty percent monthly garnish. Like he owes Nintendo his rest of his life. And I'm sitting there, and I read someone else made a similar comment. So you know, it's not it wasn't as original as I felt it was, but I was like. I kind of feel like Nintendo already does that to me because I'm constantly buying their games <laughs> and their system. I mean, I'm buying another freaking Switch in a couple of weeks here, and I'm getting the controller, the case, the backpack. The Dude. I'm getting everything. Yeah, man. Anything and everything there is for Zelda. Hey, Siri, this is not part of your conversation. Uh, everything that I can possibly think of that's regards to uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I'm literally... Uh, Picking take off, up. Take off that Apple Watch, bro. I feel like it does the same thing to me when we're it's recording, okay. honestly. No, I'm, just, I'm just take mine off. Siri's like, hey, I'm trying to get in the mix. Hey, well, Siri, when you come up with a good, when you, your company comes up with a good video game idea, you let me know. <laughs> Damn. Hey, I mean, not knocking Apple Arcade by all means, but I mean, it's it's a very different, you know, field yeah. in comparison to the big three here that we talk about. But no, man, that's crazy. The dude is like, yeah, he pretty much, he owes Nintendo money. That's like, insane, man. It's just, I, I mean... I wonder how, like, so I have a couple things on that. Like, the dude is modding with the intent of creating something fun, right? Something different, creating something unique, (laughs) for people to enjoy with a property that we all know and love, right? He wasn't distributing and, like, selling he was. Oh, he, oh, he, he was. Oh, he was selling. That's what I'm saying. Oh, 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 oh. he made over three hundred and twenty, like three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Oh, so he was selling. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're punished, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. Never mind. I'm, I'm gonna scrap that. What I was gonna say was, if he wasn't selling it, then that's a little harsh. Yeah, but, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. But you were selling it. Oh, bro, you're in trouble. Sorry. Yeah. No, that that changes completely the dynamic of what I was going at with this. But the other thing I, I, I was gonna say too was. Um, that Nintendo also takes steps like this into the reason that people wonder why Nintendo, part of my language here, is just so anal about most things is because of stuff like this. When you let somebody get too creative of your property and you don't have any limitations in place on it, or you don't enforce them, this is what happens. Well, I mean, we've been saying it. We've already kind of alluded to it. And if, if you don't know, like I love Nintendo. I'm all about Nintendo. I mean, this cast is all about Nintendo. But at the end of the day, Nintendo is extreme. And I do mean extreme protective of their properties so yeah. anything that comes with modding anything that comes with video altering anything that comes with like before embargo even after embargo if it's using their stuff like even us like no lie even us just using clippets here and there it's like slight nervousness in me because it's you never know nintendo can really just be like you know what no i don't like that and they'll get on your case and they'll uh order a cease and desist and you're pretty yeah. much you know, out of luck. Um, And they are notorious to do this. Like if you Google it, like Nintendo has done this over the years. Like just recently I was just watching a thing on YouTube. There's this YouTuber guy. I don't know who he is or what. It just happened to pop up on my uh, feed. You know how it is like recommended videos or whatever. And I don't know who this guy was, but I honestly had the guy, I watched the clip because I was curious and um, he was a very annoying guy. So people who watch him, I guess, um, but he got a whole one of his videos cause he was like adding snippets. He was doing like a review on the latest, like 42nd TV commercial of tears of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it was like right when it released everywhere or it was released on Reddit first or something. I don't know, but either way he just did like a little, like he talked about it, didn't necessarily show the entire clip, just like snippets here and there. Um, but Nintendo, you know, put in a, um, a claim with YouTube and, they got the whole video down and they got it all like right. done. And it's like, it's something like that where it's like, you know, in my head, not to defend the guy in any way. Cause again, as I was watching the guy it was just annoying, but I was sitting there like, really Nintendo? Like you're going to trip about 
people talking about a commercial that you release that literally didn't really have any new footage that you've or haven't already shown or nothing like that. It's it's your typical commercial, like you know, a kid, a, a, a Nintendo fan playing the game and all whatever with clips of the game itself in there. Like it's really it was nothing. It was it's literally nothing. Mm-hmm. But like they got bent out of shape with this guy, and it's just like, yeah. Eh. But mm-hmm. again, it. That's Nintendo for you. Like, they don't care. Like, if it's... I think it's just because you... And I appreciate their... Their... This is why they've been around for so long. And they're gonna be around for so long. So, it's it's decisions like this that can be polarizing and confusing to consumers, to even some investors in some cases. But it's decisions like these, regardless of the feedback that is given in the vocal, you know... I'm gonna say minority in this case here... Um, they don't care because <laughs> yeah. they know what it's what the turnaround is. If you are so confident on what the turnaround will be with a decision, you're gonna do it, and they have they've proven it time and time again. I mean, it it, it makes sense. Yeah, in 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 the grander scheme, it's like this. It's like, for example, and I'm not. I don't want to go into like not safe for work conversation, but um, you know, in on in the web, mm-hmm. you can find some uh creative inappropriate videos uh digitally of video game characters and like you will not find too many when it comes to nintendo because they they have agencies that will find that and put an end to it where you can go in there and find just about anything else whatever your imagination takes away um so it's things like that they protect that they protect anyone trying to make you know you know, great value versions of their characters, uh, all these things. And this is why we haven't seen a movie for Mario in such a long time until now. And look the success with their involvement. Look at what they're able to achieve theme park. Like Nintendo has to be involved because it's their property and they're going to protect it no matter what. And this is how they can maintain the yeah. image, maintain the integrity of these characters, of these worlds, of this company for the next 50, 100 years where you have other companies just kind of falling off here and there or yeah. not continuing what they were able to do. I mean, yeah. you would think that, for example, Spyro and Crash would be characters that can be sustained forever, but they've changed ownership patents. They've changed so many things. And it's like, you know, Banjo-Kazooie, you know, we great Nintendo product at first was rare, you know, and then now... They don't technically own it anymore. Now Microsoft doesn't. What the hell are they doing with it? Nothing. So well, let's just be clear. Yeah, Rare, just to make sure we got the verbiage on there, Rare owns Banjo-Kazooie. Nintendo worked very closely with Rare, and it was pretty much recognized as a Nintendo character yeah. because Rare was pretty much dominantly on Nintendo. But, yeah. so but that's that, what, but that's what I'm that saying. Means. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how those things start. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Once they... Once you have those partnerships, that's what you ideally go with, and they have that. They try to have that control. You know, it's like Halo. Yeah, right. Bungie made Halo, and then you handed Microsoft. You know, tried to take the owner stake, and so in order for Bungie to break off to do their own thing, they created the deal where Microsoft would get the full rights of Halo and everything. So that's how Halo became for sure thing that Microsoft owned, where initially Bungie created it. Right. You know, and Bungie's like, yeah, you could have that, whatever. We don't care as long as we're able to do X, Y, and Z, and then they won't have to do. Destiny. Destiny. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's like Gears. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with Gears of War. Yeah. It was Cliff Blazinski and Gearbox yeah, and all them. Right. Yeah, they yeah. all did that, and then Microsoft was able to purchase it. Yeah, you're right. You know, and now, that. you know, what is it? The Coalition make the Gears of War games. So that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like Banjo was initially that. Yes, it was still rare. They didn't make an effort to keep the character or anything. They said it's a fine. It goes with them. And then now uh, Microsoft bought Rare. And they haven't done anything. Same thing with Perfect Dark, one of my favorite games. I mean, there's supposed to be a new Perfect Dark, but... We haven't seen anything on that. Just like a clip it like three years ago. That's right. Yeah, gosh. Man. Thanks for reminding me about that, because now I'm disappointed. <laughs> I love I love, I love, love Microsoft stuff, and I, you know, I, Xbox is definitely my preferred when it comes to between Xbox and PlayStation, mm-hmm. but I will for sure say that Microsoft is like fumbling a lot of properties that they have that they can't literally just... Right now, nostalgia is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you do it right, you can bring so much back. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. I don't know. Yeah, isn't that funny? How like <laughs> you were mentioning Banjo Kazooie, and like he came back to Smash, and like every, almost every social media outlet with Rare and like pe- like the original and like people like Grant Kirkhope who did like the compositions for that series, right, and everything, and uh, you know designers who helped design the character, voice the character, they all went on Twitter when that announcement was made. He's like, 
welcome home, Banjo. You're back on Nintendo. Like, you know, like, welcome home. Like, this is where you belong. And it's like... That's true. Whoa! Like, that's nuts, man. Like, it means... So, I mean, that just kind of... I guess what you're saying is like, yeah, there's certain, you know, IP that's just very recognizable with a certain, you know, platform, outlet, demographic, etc. And, yeah, it just... Yeah, it felt like it was a kind of like a coming home kind of thing, which was nice, so... I just hope they create uh, Microsoft and Nintendo can create some more uh, like, relationships like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Goldeneye. Well, you know what's funny is like they kept teasing it. You would see like <clears throat> you would you would see Phil Spencer with his Switch on the shelf in the background of his office, and he would constantly talk. He would he is not afraid to praise and talk about Nintendo um, out in the open. Like, but if he asks or somebody asks him, like, "What's your thoughts on it?" He's like, "I love Nintendo. I, I'm you know we have a great relationship with them and stuff." And they do in certain areas with the yeah. new call of duty um deal that they've made and um and then with banjo and then cuphead also being now also on switch and a couple other things too um ori in the blind forest um all this stuff there's a lot of stuff actually but yeah to your point i'd like to see more let's actually see there was a rumor at one point game pass was supposed to be on switch to some degree don't know what the uh extent of how that would have or maybe it was being worked on maybe they just realized that it's not to our brand standards or visual or like you know quality standards i don't know but yeah to your point i'd like to see more from them i think if anyone can bridge the console war gap not that like we said before in the past not that like nintendo's ever felt like the need that to be like recognized or identified with that because they've always been separated away from that once that started to pick up with the ps2 xbox ps3 360 era right um but if anyone was going to bridge that gap, I would definitely say Microsoft and Nintendo could just, like, tear it all down and just yeah. say, yeah, only- we can make something cool. Like, can you imagine? I had a dream once, bro. I had a dream. What? That dream? I, I, I'm not Martin Luther King. I'm just saying I had a dream. I didn't say you had a dream. Oh, dream. Oh, well, I had I a dream. I thought when he slept, it was just a blank space. Hey, man, I, I, had, <laughs> I had a dream uh-huh. that Nintendo and Xbox, they made a baby. They made a console, Ooh. and it was spicy. Like it was like it was cool. I don't know exactly what the specifications of it all were, but all I knew was Microsoft and Nintendo came together to make a console. Nintendo was pretty much at the helm of like all creative liberty for like how this console should be marketed, advertised, pushed. Right? Microsoft was at the helm of supplying like you know the the sources necessary to build this machine. And then they would also, you know, do the hybrid of Nintendo Switch Online, which would merge with Xbox Live. I don't know how I don't know how that worked. Like my dream was wild, bro. It was nuts, <laughs> man. But the way it worked was like you it was pretty much a re-innovation like of the Wii U. Taking like the Switch as we know it now, right? You could essentially there's like a home base, like a dock, right? Which is basically the beef. What would a Series X be, right? Yeah. You you pull the switch up apart from that and it looks like a switch. But it's got like this cool like Xbox Nintendo branding and stuff like that. I don't know. It was it was cool. I mean, honestly, I need to draw it out because it was really cool. My my brain went nuts in this dream. But uh, you would take it and you have a pretty beefy, like almost comparable to a Steam Deck. Maybe actually even more so because there's things actually that I'll paste the Steam Deck now at this point. Um, but it was Microsoft Nintendo made with love. And when you would dock it back on your what would be the dock, the Series X level of power, if not more. And then he gave you some quality-ass Zelda that I'm just like, yes, please. And then I woke up. <laughs> and I'm like, no. That's the closest I ever played a next generation. There was Zelda. literally a, a, a presentation where you had Shantaro Furukawa and Doug Bowser shaking hands with the likes of Phil Spencer and others, and even Bill Gates, who had no reason to be there, but like just Bill Gates is just you know Microsoft. Everybody knows the guy, so it's like, whoa, look at these guys! They came together and they made a boom. They made a baby, a video game console that's like almighty oh, powerful. And there's no more console wars. Dwayne uh-uh. Johnson wasn't there. Yeah, no, that was not Dwayne. What? Dwayne Johnson wasn't there. No, no I mean he could have. I don't know. I don't know. He could have get been. that reference. No. Uh, when they unveiled the original Xbox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, way yeah, yeah, the yeah. Rock yeah, you're released right. yeah, it yeah, with yeah. Bill Gates. Yeah, that's right. No, you're right. I remember that. No, Chris Pratt was there, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. He could do everything. He's going to be Master Chief, he, yeah, Marcus go, Phoenix, Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, uh, bro, Chris Pratt, banjo He's Mario. No, but Chris Pratt could do. Hey, you know what? Speaking of uh, actors, love, I was thinking... Uh. If they finally ever decide to give Link a voice, which would be amazing. Chris Pratt? I was thinking of an actor. Do you think? No, not Chris Pratt. Thank you. Do you know which actor? What, what actor would you think? Uh, Please don't tell me it's one of the BTS boys. 
Were you going to say somebody from? No. I don't know. I was it's say- like, I'm being legit. I'm not even oh, joking. Okay. Like, this is a legitimate, like, actor that I can, okay. that I'm thinking of to be. I'm not, I'm not oh, going to oh, joke. Okay. Le- legit actor. Okay. I don't yeah. know why I was thinking. I don't even know why I was thinking that. But anyway. Um, so random. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, they can look like him. No. Put some blonde hair on them fools. No. no. Yeah, they can pull it off. What are you talking Wait, about? Okay, so we're, okay, hang on. Anyways. Wait, is this voice acting or live action? Uh, so I don't think they would ever make a live action. Thank you. They because should. I don't think I, I think Nintendo is doing something great with animation. They can make hyper realism animation or even just CGI like Avatar stuff, like Alita kind um, of things. Alita, like yeah. yeah. They don't have to have like live at you know super real people, but it can be almost close looking like. But um, but yeah. Anyway, so that's the tense. I mean, and the actor that I'm thinking of though, if they want, if they decided to go live action, they can definitely pull it off. The, get, the the clue though that I'd give you is the actor wouldn't be uh, I don't think he's young enough to look they would have to be, it'd have to be a specific era link at that point oh, you said look so I'm just trying to make sure like is this voice acting is this it's acting? voice acting okay, but okay. I'm saying what I'm saying is if I wanted the actor that I'm thinking about to do the voice acting if I want if they wanted to be live action they can still pull it off Chris Evans no nope. it's another Chris nope nope not another Chris not Hemsworth, no. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> and I know, I know you're going to agree with me when I say the name. Oh man, I'm thinking. You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. What is it? Tom Hiddleston. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Hold up! <laughs> what? Wait a minute! What? Hold on! Yo, maybe Tom, his voice easy. If he wanted to pull off a look, sure. But again, it would I'm be just, like, a, I'm just trying to hear Loki now, like, or kind of, or, you know, something along the lines of no, just hear him just normal in anything. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Tom Hiddleston voice link. I think that would be fantastic. I thought for a second you caught me. I, I thought you were going to say Tom Holland. I was going to say, oh, no, dude. No, <laughs> no. But no, I, I you know what? Maybe I'd have to. I'll have to follow up next episode when I actually listen. Well, because if you think about it, you know what were they doing with? We were talking about this in the last episode with the voice actors of Zelda in Breath of the Wild. Right. They all have like that English type accent. So I'm like, okay, if that's British, a, yeah. a British English, yeah. If they're gonna go in that realm, mm-hmm. so I obviously I Link has to be English in some in, in some sense. Or British, whatever. So I was thinking, who could it be? And I was like, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I, I think could, he can. I, I think he could pull. He has a very. He can have a very calming voice. He can have a very demanding voice. Um, I think he would be perfect. That or my long time since I was a kid. You know, one person that I always envision link not only voice but looks, and this is going all the way back to two thousands. Lord of the Rings, Legolas. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure that yeah, was damn yeah. Link, <laughs> pretty much. Right? Bow and arrow running yeah. around with yeah. his elf ears. Right. So Orlando Bloom was always yeah. one that I could always go. And so yeah. again, if it's a voice, he can still pull it off. Yeah. So I can still see Orlando Bloom pulling it off as a voice actor. Um, yeah. No, I make could, a little yeah, comeback, yeah. comeback in his career. Yeah. No, I could see that. Yeah, I'm looking up a little, just a little yeah. image. Of, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Did you just put a green cap over this dude's face or his yeah. hat? Oh, that's old. That's old. Uh, that's young, super young uh, Orlando Bloom. Now he's, you know, unfortunately he's a little too old, but uh, but he still has a, you know, obviously his voice didn't really change. Oh. No, that's cool. Yeah, him or him or Tom Hiddleston are like my two top choices. Interesting. I'll have to kind of think a little bit more, maybe follow up next time with a little bit more of my thoughts because I have to take some time to kind of think about that one. Did you happen to think about, because I remember we talked a little bit about like who could potentially, like if you had to pick for Zelda, like did you happen to think about who maybe you might have wanted to be Zelda in the games for English if you had a choice? No, no, no. Just give it to Tara Strong. She'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> she could. I think honestly, I think there's a lot of really good voice actors out there. The problem is we don't know who they are, right? Um, because they don't get the exposure like mm-hmm. celebrities do, film celebrities, TV, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but there are a lot of voice actors out there that do an amazing job. Um. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, and, and obviously the only way you really 
know them is by their work. And so I don't want to sit there and say, oh, yeah, I want to get the one that sounds like, you know, from this character, from this game or this movie or this or, you know, this TV show, because that's not doing justice because they're already doing a voice for that character. So you have to try and hear them in their normal voice or see what kind of voices they can do. And you don't generally get to hear that too much um, unless you pay attention to all the work right. that they do right um i wouldn't uh, you know because obviously the question you would you were kind of asking me is like oh celebrity wise and it'd be like if they made a movie that'd be a, that's where my mind would go like okay what kind of celebrity would i want and so mm-hmm. that would be an interesting choice to do there um but as far as uh as far as game wise it's tough because again there's a lot of good voice actors sure as far as in a movie i don't know who i would i would want yeah well we got a little bit of a while before we see another Nintendo movie of some kind, I think. I mean, they're probably... I'm sure Nintendo's just kind of sitting on this one. Just, like, they're not, like, impulsively reacting to, like, ooh, this is a big... we, we got to start making another one. Because that's, that's just not Nintendo's MO. They don't do that. You know what I was thinking? What's up? Speaking of the movies, mm. I honestly don't know, because the success of the Mario movie, let's be real. It was. I was expecting to be successful, but not at this yeah. success. That it's I at. think we're at seven fifty or eight hundred million now at this point. Um, oh, it's going to hit a billion by the end of. By the time week. Japan, yeah, by the time Japan gets their release, which is yeah. next week. Oh, it'll for sure hit yeah. a billion. So my now my thoughts are this: Where do they go from here, and how can they continue that? And or is this going to impact what they do going forward? Like mm. the story that they had, do you think it's going to change um, because it's more successful or, you know, they'll stay the same on whatever they already initially believe. But like, what's the, I don't think it's going to, whatever the sequel is, it's not going to, it's not going to reach this success. Yeah. You think? Cause let, let's recall to the ongoing theme that we've talked about with Nintendo here. And that is if it ain't broke, don't change it. Don't fix it. Because if it works, games like Pokemon, which are very, I'm just going to be honest, cut and paste, and Mario games, which are also cut and paste to an extent. Um, only one I won't give a pass to is probably Zelda to some extent. Um, but very much cut and paste is, is, a, is a method that works for Nintendo with a little bit, of, little bit of spices and sprinkles here and there, which make you go, oh, yes, Nintendo sprinkles, I want them. And then you're like, Okay, wait, it's the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon. But um, Nintendo is probably looking at this movie, and they're going, oh, yeah, we, we look at that. We didn't, we didn't need to do a, a strong narrative. We didn't need to do a big plot. We don't need to. The sequel could literally be Super Mario Brothers 2. But, like, it could literally be, you know, I mean, it's, they don't have to but do that's, much. But that's what I'm saying. This, that's what I'm getting at. Is it won't be as successful think, if it's the same no, thing. Well, not just that, but I think that's also a problem. It's narrative, which has been the biggest criticism right, yeah. that it's gotten out of this entire movie, outside of it just being super fun and what what have you. If they think that that's enough and it's going to make buku bucks or it's going to do whatever they want mm-hmm. and they continue that ideology, I, I think it's going to get old quick and they won't sustain is what I'm getting at because I don't want the I don't I wouldn't want them to think hey we can make cuz honestly looking back it almost seems like Nintendo put if you really really and this is again might be a blue shell comment but then hit that blue shell it's um I'm I'm turning the other way uh, it's um I think it's going to be more so that I feel the movie was like half assed Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like not a, too much effort was applied, mm-hmm. and it just had. If you really think about it, the Mario movie, it's doing. It was lightning in a bottle. It was the right time, and this has happened through to a lot of films. It was the right time. There wasn't much competition. It was something different, something to break away from the norm. And again, fun was the key thing. That's so. This is why this movie is doing so well because it's just a really fun time to go watch it's no agenda there's just go have a good time have some popcorn spend time with the family and there you go um hey sonic your standards are raised sonic movie 3 better be freaking 
good. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I like the Sonic movies. I do, too. But they had more to it. They had character buildup. They well, had, I think you it's know? also because those characters in particular were always meant to have a narrative. Like, Yuji Naka and Naoto Oshima, the designers of Sonic. I mean, okay. I know I'm a bigger Sonic fan than you are. Yeah. Right. But and that's just a given. But to give you context, like, Sonic was always meant to have a deeper narrative. Like, I mean, 16-bit, Sega Genesis, Sonic... He obviously didn't have much, right? But there was a story there, and there always was meant to be one. But they had, I mean, the hardware limitations across Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, Sonic, etc. I mean, the list goes on. Prevented them from doing so. So when you get the first 3D, you know, adventure for Sonic, Sonic Adventure, you had them just straight away giving them a personality, giving them the chance to talk, and the rest is history. Like, everybody from that point on with those games moving forward... Sonic was always expected to be this snarky teenager with an attitude to, you know, just go and save the day. So I think the nature of... And plus, Sonic was always intertwined from that point moving forward within, like, the real world with, like, humans and stuff. So I think it just was a bit more organic, which is why the movie, especially the second one, I think, which was the better of the two, um, to an extent, um, just really worked out in that regard to what you're saying. It was It had more time to develop as yes, characters and stuff. Mario and Co. can still do that, but that's never that wasn't ever the emphasis of why those characters were made. They weren't meant to have that personality. I think so. That that was I think Sonic's edge over Mario. Is that he was meant to? Mm. Mm. Uh, said, mm. Still though, it's a story. It's it's a film story that you can do of course, these things. Of course, they just chose not to. Of course, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna be successful, like I want you to. You know, still challenge yourselves and still give more. Like, give Mario more. Give Peach yeah. more. Give these characters more. This is why these characters have always had almost no voices. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them still do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They do that with other throwaway characters that they don't have to worry about, mm-hmm. which has always been one of my biggest concerns with the, the Nintendo properties. You know, Samus, voiceless. Link, voiceless. Mario, for the most part, voiceless, even though he has a couple little comments here and there. But it's... All their main characters. I mean, the only ones that ever major property as far as Nintendo goes that ever have some type of voice was Star Fox. Mm-hmm. You know, Fox yeah. McCloud in them, and it was cool. Like you got to you get to live their story. And see, the, so now recall back to Star Fox, the creation of that Miyamoto's influence on that was based on an old TV series that he used to watch, and it was like basically dog fights, you know, in like space and stuff and things like that, right? So. Um, though that was the emphasis, that was what drove that franchise's culmination. That's what, that's what brought it to life. So I think by nature, that makes sense. Star Fox and like the entire team and these characters, it was meant to be a story that you watch. Yeah. Look at Star Fox Zero. If you actually look back at interviews with Miyamoto or actually look at some of even the demo gameplay footage that he would try to demonstrate for you with that game. Have you ever played Star Fox Zero, by the way? I have like two copies, but I haven't played it. <laughs> what? You have two? And you yeah, haven't played it? You upstairs, my kid has it. Wow. You gotta play it. It was like a dollar. Really? Yeah, dude. At one point, Star Fox Zero went down to like a dollar. Dude, and I paid $60 for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Star Fox fan, too, by the way. They just There isn't much Star Fox to go around, unfortunately. So I was really hopeful Zero was going to be good. But the reason that that game was... Did, went down in price likely is because the game's design was so um was different i mean you had the traditional like star fox 64 like you know you know you just aim shoot point fly and things like that but the design behind that miyamoto really wanted to take advantage of the gamepad to give it that cinematic experience because that's what he would have envisioned as star fox being given that the inspiration of that franchise came from you know something that was yeah. very narrative driven so um that's why the gameplay and the cameras and stuff like that in star fox zero a little bit you know um what do you call it um i don't know it's just it's very a mixed bag right like people <laughs> either loved it or hated it um i personally had no issues with it um it took me a while to get used to of course and i feel like anybody right, would, right. who picked it up for the first time would have to get used to it but once you understand where the design of that game was going you're like oh this is fine but what i'm saying is Star Fox 
was built on the emphasis of being a story that you experience, that you watch. It was supposed to be cinema to Miyamoto. And that's what I think he tried doing with Star Fox Zero um, because it wasn't executed very well on things like the 64, the GameCube and such, and the DS. So he really tried to bring that to life, which is why it's called Star Fox Zero because that's a reboot, a soft reboot of the entire franchise. So that one, honestly, to me, is a no-brainer on the next movie that they should make as well. But to your to address your point, like that one having voices and characters and personality just makes sense. Whereas the others, those ones don't have those definitive character and personality with, with voice portrayal because they thrive off the success of a player quite literally jumping in and feeling connected as Mario or Link, Samus, etc. I mean, I, I mean, I could speak from my own experience, man. Like I feel like, Someone, some, one of my coworkers. <laughs> Actually, I'll even read to you my my text thread that I had with one of my coworkers the other day. Um, he was telling me he sent me this photo of like Mario, like on a train, like in Modesto. <laughs> where, which, okay, well there you go, yeah, in Modesto. And uh, you know, he's like, I immediately thought of you when I saw this. I'm like, everyone usually does when they see this red jolly Italian plumber. You know, everybody usually thinks of me when they see that. <laughs> and he's like, you and Mario are just synonymous at this point. I'm like, yeah, because. When you think about it, Mario as a character was designed the way he was so the player could connect with the visual player on screen and make them feel more personally and part of the journey that they're embarking on, right? So in a sense, yes, I do feel like a lot of ways like Mario, and I feel like I always have since I played Mario. So I think if you take that piece away from... um, If you take that piece away from the games to an extent, or if you put some other media like the movies, right, with that in there... And there's a stronger emphasis. Let's just say, like, you build a stronger personality for Mario and Luigi and friends moving forward after this movie, right? You know, with a with a sequel, it could change a lot of the perception of how some kids and families relate to how they can be related to Mario when they play these games. And I think that's what maybe they're a little bit afraid of of doing. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't want to do it, but like, how do you introduce it in a way that? keeps things still level for everyone accessible in a sense that i think that's why well and that's what they yeah and and i feel the same way and that to me is a concern if you're going to enter this medium of film which is why we've been talking so much about what's the future of nintendo are they becoming this entertainment company or at large or if they're going to do it are they going to be successful with it in the way that they think or is it going to be different because they're still so restrictive of the things that they want to hold on to you know, that yeah. have been successful for them in the past, but still opening up to new, but you can't do that unless you make changes. Yeah. Right. So we've been having this talk for a while now, but yeah. yeah. And I think that's, what's concerning because again, going back, being how successful it is with what I feel minimal, they did. They really mm-hmm. did. Cause let's think right. about it. The movie at the end of the day is pretty minimal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to do too, too much. Yeah. Um, they just found creative ways to hit all the nostalgia little factors and at the end of the day, make it a really fun movie. Mm. But if that is going to make them a billion dollars or so forth, can they do it again? It's Mario. So they will possibly, possibly. Um, but I do feel they have to take the story more. They have to put more in there. I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to get away with what they provided already again. Maybe that, and I know for then, like I said, add a little bit more sprinkle, a little more Nintendo. Well, it's sprinkle. just it's just more characters. More that's what they're that's what they'll do. They'll find a way to incorporate a new character, so you can sit there and go, oh, we got to go watch it because you know this character's in it. You know, Wario, Luigi, Yoshi, mm-hmm. you know, Rosalina, whatever, whatever other characters you can think of. That's going to be their niche. I'm surprised we didn't see Rosalina, by the way, in this movie. I'm very surprised. Well, there's a lot of big theories going on with Peach. Yeah, with Pete. Yeah, well, I mean, tying it to the whole galaxy story, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So they've dropped a lot of hints, but so what I'm getting at though is, as far as like a Zelda or Samus Metroid movie, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. No, no. And th- I don't think th- if this is the level of what they are going to do as far as like emphasis and story, I don't think they'll be as successful. Yeah, they'll have to get pretty creative. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm just really. Uh, I'm just very, I'm very, uh, like I said, this is part of me. You know, the one thing we talk about, you're learning about ourselves is I'm very uh, cautious with certain things. I'm very open-minded to a lot of things. And I'm just, right now, I'm just kind of like pumping my brakes a little bit and saying, hmm, mm. let's see what you do. Yep, I'm really curious. I hit the gas full throttle. Yeah. See what you, what you got going on here. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Because even like even if they do like a Luigi's Mansion movie, even thinking about that, like... Did know. I say on the cast already? I don't know if I have said it already, but they need to do Halloween Horror Nights Luigi's Mansion themed. Yeah, we, we talked about okay, it. Okay, good, good. Because they need to. I'm, and I called it. So, Universal, if you do that, I want a little cut. <laughs> I want a little something. I think just, everyone thought that the moment... Just give me a check. I the put Universal it on the record theme already. Park just came... It was, it, the moment they announced Mario at Universal theme parks, I think that already like popped up right uh, there. Just... I want a little check because I put it on the record first, as far as I could see. Nobody else has really talked about it online, from what I could see. So, is it? I just what I just said it was talked about the moment they opened up the the land in Universal. Yeah. So you're like three years late, bro. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but you know what else I'm excited for? I'm excited for this darn OLED to come in the the Zelda OLED. Yeah, oh, man, I'm excited for that and some Amiibo too. We got. Uh, well, does Link? No, the wait. Link Amiibo doesn't actually come out with the launch of the OLED. It'll, the game, the game, and yeah. so does the Pro Controller too. I think everything comes out in the game. The only thing that's coming out early is, is the, the console. OLED. Yeah, that's right. That's it. You know what got me thinking too about the OLED was that it was three fifty nine MSRP. Yeah. Usually that's what they would charge you for a special edition Switch, right? Without the game, and you're like, "Geez, did I just pay the cost of a game and not get the game included with the console?" Yes, yes, you did at that. You know, with things like the Animal Crossing edition and um, Smash Brothers edition and Pokemon, list goes on. Right, Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of the King. But this is an OLED model that's three fifty nine. So yeah, but it's the same thing. Yeah, right. Well, did you catch the? Did you catch what I said there? The original ones, the original special editions, were just an original Switch. At that yeah, price but they point. didn't. Yeah, but they didn't exist. Uh, right, but the OLED didn't exist. So okay, but the OLED the already is priced at three forty nine. So I'm, you're just paying a twenty dollar jump now. Is it? Yeah, the OLED's three forty nine. Okay, see that makes a difference. See, I, that's, that's I, thought they were, I thought they were. I thought the I thought the OLEDs were just two ninety nine. Nope. Heck no, man. Oh wow, three forty nine. I don't even, dude. I mean, I bought it when it launched, so I don't even remember. <laughs> See, Rick is just very click, click, Apple Pay, snap away. I'm just gonna Apple Pay right away and get it and just be done. Hey, with it. my wife hates me because of that. That's how I am, bro. <laughs> I don't. I, I legit do not think of the cost. I'm like, how much does cost? I don't sit there and make executive decisions. I just be like, oh, I want that. Cool, get it. Buy it. <laughs> you know. Wow. Three forty. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Nintendo three forty nine. That's how much the OLED is sold for. So for a twenty dollar gotcha. jump for a special edition, I'm like, okay. Not bad. Whereas I was paying three fifty in the past, you know, for a special edition. So I'm like, okay, it's a ten dollar. Right, it's a ten dollar yeah. jump. Ten dollar. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Ten dollar jump. Okay, thanks, Nintendo. Thanks for playing a little nice on this one. It's your last two raw. So thank you. I appreciate it. I. You know what? That makes sense. I legit, for whatever reason, thought it was two ninety nine. The OLED. Yeah. That's why even when they first announced like three fifty, I was like, that is ridiculous. That's super expensive. But then I was like, now that you're saying that, I was like, oh, it's only ten dollars more than the. Yeah, I just haven't again. I haven't bought a Switch yeah. since. Yeah, nah, that came out. That's all good. So now I'm like, I'm more justified. I think on the price, and I'm like, okay, a ten dollar increase for a little cosmetic. Yeah, I'll do that, Nintendo. Thank you. I appreciate that. Instead of charging me a whole whopping fifty dollars, <laughs> gosh, I bought the Smash bundle um, a while back when we were at GameStop, and yeah, God, paying fifty dollars. For just the Smash Brother extra for the Smash Brothers dock and Joy Con. Yeah, it was three fifty. Gosh, that's right. That was a that was a, like the Smash Brothers fanboy in me. Uh-huh. I said fanboy was uh, that's accurate. Was you know what, bro? I'm gonna need you to cool it. I was I was already admitting what I was. You didn't have to. You didn't have to read. I was I was just second it. You didn't have to. You you could have just rolled with it. Yeah, I'm rolling that I was confirming that you're oh right. God. I was giving, I was, hey, dude, I was saying you're right for the first time ever. Whoa. Hey, <laughs> easy there. I'm saying that when I bought that Smash bundle, I'm like, yes, I'm excited. And then I'm like, did I really just trade in my actual Switch just for some Smash? Hey, you know what sucks too? That Smash one wasn't even that good. It wasn't, bro. Like it was the dock. I, I like the dock. The dock is the coolest thing. And I actually still have that dock. The dock was the coolest thing. It had the original eight characters from the original Smash 64 on the front, which was pretty clean. Did it really? Yes. Um, I just remember looking black and white, and that was it. Yeah. The the dock was really cool, and I still have that. Um, the Joy-Cons were the worst part about that bundle because they weren't even black. They were gray. It was the space gray Joy-Cons with a little white strip, and then the, <laughs> the right Joy-Con has one little white line on it on the front. It's like, what? 
That's weird. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who designed that, but it's uh I've seen better, buddy. Oh, that dock is clean. I have that. Dock. Oh, but it's only on the front that it has the only the front. Yeah, I would have liked to see the smash ball like on the back side, for example. But then again, nobody looks at the back anyway, so what does it matter? But those Joy Cons are wag, bro. <laughs> those Joy Cons are bad. I mean, they make sense, but they could have been some different. Yeah, it makes sense, but like if you even made them like solid jet black with that white strip, then you probably would have had me a little bit. More I think what would have been dope at the time, if they were opposite white joy cons with the black. Well, that's foreshadowing the OLED. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. That would have been dope. So I have my OLED. So what I have at home is my OLED dock on my, um, in my living room. And then, you know, on my desk is my smash brothers dock. And that one looks clean with the OLED, with the white joy cons. That one looks pretty good. I like that. Yoshi was an original fighter? Yeah, dude. Originals were Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Pikachu, Yoshi, Kirby, and Fox. Holy crap. Yeah, man. Those were the original eight. Um, Before unlocking the bonuses, which were Captain Falcon, Ness, Luigi, and Jigglypuff. And that would be your original 12. It's a very interesting lineup for your first eight. Yeah, I mean it's no. I'm, 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 I mean yeah. that in a, in like in a, in a good way. No, like, yeah. Well, like, like that's such a random lineup. I've, well, do you know the story about how Smash Brothers came to be? Absolutely not. Okay, so there was a game um, that was being worked on, and, and to be honest, it kind of um, I kind of forget the. Uh, um, it was it was called. Um, oh gosh. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name of the... Uh, I'll buy some time. I'm going to go ahead and go on and uh, see what we got going on here. I mean, I know Wiki's not the best source, but you know what? I don't care. That's what I'm going to go to. And so what? Uh, Smash Bros. 64 yep, yep. yep. So this game was originally... Um, it was made by Sakurai, or at least it was being worked on by Sakurai. Uh, it was like the... Uh, oh, gosh. It was like the king... It was the... Uh, Fighting King, I think. Dragon King, the Dra- fighting game. Dragon King, the fighting game. There you go. I don't know why that phased me all of a sudden. I forgot that it's name. It's a prototype version of Super Smash Bros. Yep. And so what um, happened was Satoru Iwata, um, so this kind of goes to show you how important Iwata was to this company, collaborated with Sakurai to come up with the idea of, well, what if we took this fighting game and quite literally put our characters in it, like properties like Mario, Link, Donkey Kong, Samus, Pikachu, Fox, etc. Um, and what do we make of the game? Well, you know, and uh, of course Miyamoto and I think other um, people within the company at Nintendo were very much against the idea. But guess what? Satoru Iwata and Sakurai continued to work on the game behind their backs and said, "Nope, we're going to do it. We're going to keep. We're going to. We're going to keep pursuing this idea." And so they, the opening of 64 with a little bit of gameplay was actually their pitch for Smash Brothers to the entire, um, I guess, just the team, whoever, the board probably, whoever was involved and whoever concerned, right? They pitched that, the opening of the Smash 64, along with some gameplay. And everybody immediately went, done, sold. You know what? Forget, I mean, forget the fact that you went behind our backs. This looks great. We're going to ship it. We're going to do this. And here we are. So, so that game was not meant to a deep cut. Yeah. Let's see if you know. Okay. We said the original eight fighters. Yes. Then led up to the 12. Yes. What were the original four? Marth. Uh, nope. Already nope. wrong. What? The original four. The original four. Oh. Okay. I wouldn't know the original four. I remember there was four characters that were initially meant to be. Yeah. Um, those were the multiple. Those were the cut during development. Yeah. Marth, King DDD, Bowser, Bowser, and Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Yeah, yeah. But there was four. There was four. That were in the prototype that were presented. Well, Captain Falcon was the base, because, or at least that was, well, the, the original model within the original game's design. It was, oh, like that. That structure was made for Captain Falcon, so I knew that much. But I don't know who the original... So in the prototype that was presented, Mario, Donkey Kong, Samus, and Fox. Oh. Those are the four prototypes of the original four, I would say. And you know what? That actually makes sense when you look at... um, So another kind of cool giveaway about, like, the structure of these characters and how how they function with, like, their hitboxes and everything. If you look at um, the fighting polygon team or the multi-men... 
which are basically just polygonal characters that are purple that you fight in 64 melee etc um you can actually kind of see some of the character like their their structures like when you look at them you're like oh that's a mario model or oh that's a that's a fox model or that's donkey kong and things like that so you can kind of see like oh hey that's who that character could belong to so pretty interesting stuff but yeah man smash brothers i didn't know that they were initially developed by um how laboratory yep. that did kirby and the because sakurai yeah sakurai uh was from Hal, and so was yeah. um um satoru iwata uh they they that's i believe that's how they met um it's oh, interesting mm-hmm yep yep how laboratory man that's uh that's the company that's that's the one very uh nostalgic looking logo when you look at it You're like oh i recognize that Smash, Kirby, like, oh, I recognize it. Mario Party, or no, that was Hudson Soft that, that did Mario Party, my bad. Hudson Soft, they're the one with the B. Yep, Hudson Soft. Did yeah. you know that, did you know that Hudson Soft actually also did Mario Party and Sonic Shuffle? Did <laughs> they really? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Noise. Sonic Shuffle was the competitor to Mario Party, but, you know, they quite literally developed both. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah. I'm super excited. So I'm going to be going uh, uh, vacation. I'm, all, I'm on vacation now, but um, I'm actually like leaving this area, going to Los Angeles uh, tomorrow. And uh, I'm pumped because I've been aching to go to this uh, video game shop that's in Little Tokyo. Uh-huh. And uh, they have a lot of like import, a lot of stuff. So I can't wait to go because um, I'm uh, – you know what's what's super funny? I've never – really paid attention to the kanji of the legend of zelda mm-hmm. and i've been seeing it a lot as of late because tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom yeah. and um all the little alerts we get on mm-hmm. twitter of like this is on sale this and so where to buy it and this and that mm-hmm. so i've been seeing a lot of that and dude i love it so much dude i think i might finally get my first tattoo oh, shut and up wait whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on i don't have a tattoo whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on tell me why i was gonna literally say the exact same thing Except I was gonna get because I don't have a tattoo either, so we're both tatless at the moment at the time of this. Yeah, I was gonna do a tat as well, kanji. I was gonna get dokso on the back. Damn, yeah, committed I like I, crazy I, over yeah, here. Yeah, I was gonna put it like right. <laughs> no, because you know what? I, I mean, not to cut your from your topic, but it got me to thinking like that and that and the word dokso. You know, its meaning and everything, which we've talked so much here on the cast about it really strikes a lot of meaning to me. And yeah. I think if I had to do a deep, because I've always said, like, I can't just do a straight, like, oh, here's Mario on, the, on my arm. Yeah, I'm, well, you know, I'm like, not a big tattoo person. I've no, just never, either. I've never been. And, you know, it's like a permanent thing. I'm, I'm a very indecisive person. So I like I, and appreciate tattoos. Yes. But I could never do it myself because I'm like, I never saw my body as a canvas, but also like I'd, I'd have to be good with it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll just get because like I just said, I'm indecisive. So if I see, if I get it, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm tired of how this looks. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to do something different. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. It don't you know work what I mean? Way, bro. You I know, and that's off. and that is that is probably my main reason why I never got tattoos right. because I know for a fact that I'd be like, eh, <laughs> I don't like it anymore. I want it, I want it to be something else. Right. But so I was thinking because I've been seeing it a lot and I really like the way. So I was thinking right here on, on my left forearm to getting the legend of zelda and kanji written and at the very end be a triforce Ooh. yeah see, just so that way if someone looks at it and says what the hell does that say the triforce should give see, it away. I, I like the triforce bit but i wouldn't even put it for me i wouldn't even put that there I'd be like you gotta know bro like <laughs> you gotta know what that means well you know who's gonna know a real person who would know a real a real person in japan yeah yeah <laughs> who can read it Ain't nobody gonna know around here. That sounds so bad. Wait, that's not what I meant. I meant like a real fan. A real person. <laughs> oh my god, stop. See the top part right there? That's yeah, how yeah, yeah. That piece right there. Yeah. yeah. I think that looks clean. That'd be dope. I wanna get I wanna get I think I wanna get Dokso um on the back, but do it, bro. who knows, man. Hey, you know what? I can't just go based off of a do it, bro. I gotta like Just do it. This ain't Nike, man. Five shots. It'll be all right. I'll pay for it. You pay for it? You pay for <laughs> you it? Say, Wait. You pay for it? You pay for it? What's the high pitch? Why'd you get races on me? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, no, not at all. I just. Something, you, say, listen. you pay for it? <laughs> you pay you for it? <laughs> Rick. That's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> My gosh. But, anyways, so the reason I. 
the way that all got brought up is because I went to that shop that's in Little Tokyo, and like I said, they have a bunch of um, like import games stuff like that, and that's that. I think that was the first time I ever saw it because they had the Japanese cartridge for Nintendo, The Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and obviously there's like no English whatsoever on it, and I was like. Oh, that's how it is. Like that's I've never seen it for I don't know thirty five freaking years, and I've never seen it up until then mm-hmm. for whatever reason, or I just never paid attention. Right. Um. And so, and, and I remember because this was last year when I went, I was like, that looks sick, and I would be kind of cool. And I meant to go back and like look up a lot because even Metroid, I wanted to see Metroid and stuff, and I forgot about it. But then, as of late, with Tears of the King, um, uh, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, right? Um, it's I've seen it a lot more, but. No, I'm really pumped. I think I'm going to see what they have because last time they had like the Famicom Super, the mm. Super Famicom. They had a bunch of cool stuff there. Yeah, man. And uh, I don't know. I'm debating if I want to might cop some things. So keep an eye on, on the because uh, this this uh, cast would be posted today. So if you happen to listen to it before Friday or, or Saturday, um, I'll be posting some stuff on the social so you can check it out. It's a cool shop. I think I have the yeah, I have my wallet right here. If you don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and plug them because they're a dope shop. Uh, World Dash Eight, yeah. dot com. Um, that's their website, but that's actually the name of their uh, shop there. So they have one in Little Tokyo and Koreatown and uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, so check them out for sure. Um, we always like supporting the the locals and stuff. And if you uh, if you don't mind, if you have any shops that you uh, that you happen to go to yourself, you want to plug us and talk about a really cool dope unique nintendo podcast you could feel free to shout us out too you know but for real though like hey we're working on some getting some cards out there actually too we're working on making some more stops throughout the year when we talked a little bit about nintendo live or we'll definitely be there but of course like we want to be at other things too say oh that is around the same time yeah yeah, say hello and and things like that yeah we just kind of want to you know, get ourselves out there a bit more. Get a bit more, like, <laughs> like with the community is what I'm saying. Why are you, gonna, why are you saying it that way? Yo, get I, ourselves out there with the community. Shut Bro. Say, we're going to be in all your guys' faces. Oh, my God. I, uh, that's, oh, my God. I, don't, I need to know what the names of these. Oh, my God. Were you trying to go for this one? I mean, yeah. That's the thump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my computer went black on you, so it doesn't give you the... So, for those of you who don't know, there's a pad here that's got all these sound effects on them, and I don't even know which ones they are, so I'm got to, like, you know, I got to guess, but, you know, I was just about to go. They don't click like that. No, they don't click like that? No, you got to press it on there. I was was going to go censor myself, be like... (laughs) uh, No, I'm just saying, like, I want to connect with the community a bit more and get a better feel of what you know, everyone is looking for like in terms of content, in terms of discussion and just partake in other things with, at these events and stuff. So if you happen to catch us at one of these, you know, um, we want to drop you a cool little business card. That's going to, or, or some, some uh, stickers uh, too. Yo, so I think, yeah. Hey, we're going to be doing a lot of guerrilla marketing basically is what we're getting <laughs> at, um, throughout this year. So yeah. any local cons, any, um, cons that we can go to that are beyond us like the nintendo live um if you know i want to make a trip out you know making trips out to la every now and then making uh somehow make a trip to the new york and go to the nintendo store we'll basically be uh dropping that doxo uh logos here and there you know what i think would be cool we could miles morales it up with some stickers and just go around new york go you know just like smack doxo everywhere let's go vandalize new york (laughs) that's what i heard yeah don't do that no I'm Funny enough, uh, my barber shop. Um, they when they opened up, they had a lot of like they had the big stickers, and I guess uh, one of the kids of like the barbers or whatever, mm-hmm. or I think it might have been the owner, went around this the, the city that they're in, mm-hmm. um, and they plastered them everywhere, and they found out that this kid was doing it. So the city, um, you know, found out who it was, uh-huh. and they actually made him go and clean and peel every single one off. No that they did. kidding, yeah, because it's vandalism. Dang. So, you know what we should get stickers of? We should get stickers of the uh, art that uh, my online friend Jiggity Jakes made of us. The like, yep. individual ones. We should get like individual ones of like you and I as stickers. I think that'd be pretty dope. Yep. <laughs> fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. Lots of fun. Um, yeah. Cool, man. So, yeah, I'm excited. Maybe get a tattoo. I'm excited to go see the shop. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, I come away. You with should some do goodies. like a little live on our 
on our Insta. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If you follow, if you happen to be listening to this before Saturday, um, you can uh, be prepared. If not, if you're listening to this after, uh, I hope you enjoyed what you saw. And hopefully, we we should have a reel be able to be posted. I think. (laughs) I think you could you could save the reel like the the live stream as a reel. Oh yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, sounds good. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Exciting. I liked all this today. It was very, uh, you know, as we said, from the hip. So, yep, from the hip, just kind of threw a couple topics and just wanted to like make it a little more personal, a little more um, top of our head and just who we are, right? Yeah. So. Well, you know, Rick's always throwing me off and you know making uh, me so making, funny, making me go, go literally. <clears throat> so, I mean, more to come, <laughs> and then maybe next time I'll make him go. <clears throat> so, I just be. Uh, I'm just dropping blue shells, baby. I'm a blue shell man. And like that, I'm decimated. I'm out. Let's hit that yep. safe state. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Duck Soul Cast. Be sure to follow us at Duck Soul Cast on our Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for more content and updates.